0: Hello again hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host Paladino Joey, or Joey Ewigen? It is Wednesday, December the 19th, 2013. This is episode number 72 of Brave the Wild. I am riding solo yet again today. So, yep, keep kneeling your thoughts and prayers about uh, you know, getting better and such, and also he's a uh, job hunting right now as well. So, his schedule not matching up with this show uh, for the time being. We'll see if he's back at some point. Otherwise, I'll ride solo for a while, maybe for good. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? No, I'm sure Neil will be back on at some point. I'm just messing around. Well, it was. Uh, well, I was perfect with my predictions last week. That's for sure. Uh, the Wild were two and two. Um, California, a continued frustration for. All of us Wild fans, whenever the Wild head to California, it's just the same old story. Win or lose. No, it's just, just lost just about every single time, especially in Anaheim. I mean, I can't even remember if the Wild ever win a game in Anaheim. I can't even remember. I should probably look that up at some point in time. That would be smart, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, the Shark Tank, not a safe, happy place for the Wild either. About as safe as a real Stark Tank. Shark Tank would be for them. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. Ah, it's frustrating. But as I, may, I mean, as I had mentioned, two old foes, the Colorado Avalanche and Vancouver Canucks, did come to our rescue. Believe it or not, even though they're both pretty good teams as well in the Western Conference, all powerhouses pretty much in the West. Oh boy, a lot like the NBA. Oh, it's it's a tough conference to compete in. The Wild with a great record of <laughs> 20 and eleven, and yet still the frustration. Uh, playoffs wise not so great. I mean only fourth place in the central division, twenty eleven and five to be exact, by the way. Um yeah, it's it's a shame that it's been so tough so far on our Minnesota Wild, but hey, we're keeping our head above water and making a wave when we can, <laughs> as the song goes. Uh well the good news is that Mikhail Granlin has been skating. The bad news is he won't be playing tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's just one of those things again. Pittsburgh Penguins, Minnesota Wild heading there. We'll see how that goes. Decent history against them, um, but yes, uh, that's one of the things. Obviously, the top, the elite, elite second line center who, uh, when him with him being out, definitely has created a domino effect for the Wild at that position. We've tried our Mike, always tried Charlie Coyle on that second line. And now he's gone to Eric Halla, who was centering the fourth line, did very well, then got sent down for what reason, I have no idea. Immediately recalled up again. Now he's the second line center for the Minnesota Wild and doing very well. Charlie Coyle returning to the top line right wing position where he has flourished for the most part. Second line of Nito Nita Rider and uh, Eric Halla, really, really. Uh, <laughs> Those two have been forming a nice uh, combination, and of course, Jason Pominville, the other, on that second line. A very, very nice chemistry building with them, just like, uh, but boy, the chemistry between Granlin and Pominville was off the charts. Third line is what it's been pretty much most of the way, for the most part. (laughs) You got Cook, you got, uh, well, yeah, you got Cook, (laughs) and Mitchell's been on there at times. It's always a... Oh, it's Mike yo! You never know where, where the guys are going to be. But, of course, Braziak and Cook have pretty much been mainstays for the most part. But Cook has been down on the fourth line. Heatley's been on the third. Heatley's been on the fourth. Heatley's been on the second. Heatley's been on the first. Heatley's there. Heatley's here. Heatley's everywhere. It's uh, terrific. So, yes, as usual, the show will consist of the game reviews in segment one and, of course, the weekly Awards the Mike Madonna Award and the James Shepard Memorial, the best and the worst of the week, basically, is what that is. And of course, second segment previews and a wrap up. Just checking in on the prospects with the Iowa Wild down in Mark Carlson's country. There, <laughs> the Iowa Wild, he is posted on the Facebook page. We'll get to that right now. Um, so yeah, simply look up Brave the Wild on Facebook, Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show. Go there and click like. If two show up and one of them says company and the other says group, click on the one that says company, not the group. The Facebook page, not the Facebook group, would be appreciated oh so very much. Uh, Mark was celebrating a a Colorado game. Maybe I'll actually, yeah, I'll save it for the Colorado game. Hope that can remember because that's where all that interaction came from. Hey, nice night. The Wild getting a little revenge as I had predicted, and I did predict the Wild would beat Vancouver. At home, unfortunately though, it sucks giving Colorado and Vancouver a point out of those games because we're trying to finish ahead of them in the playoffs. So, a team that we're going to have a really tough time finishing ahead of in the postseason. Oh, Last Wednesday, December the 11th, ah, Anaheim Ducks pull out the victory, a 2-1 to win for the Anaheim Ducks. And it was pretty much about, well, it was lower scoring than I thought, <laughs> at least on the Anaheim side of things. Josh Harding, who, yes, that's another note we're going to get to right about now. Uh, Might as well say it now. He is on the IR, which is very unfortunate. He will miss at least three games. His MS has, uh, well, there was a situation with his treatment. So that's unfortunate. So he's going to have to make some changes, I guess, with that. Uh, Last season, he missed two months with it. So... It's just one of those things, he's going to miss at least three games, so now we'll see what happens. Nicholas Backstrom was not so good the last time he was in that. Really, he wasn't at all. That was, I believe, the Columbus game, and we know how that turned out. Was it 4 nothing? Oh my. So that's <laughs> that sucks. We'll see where things go. Mr. Gustafson, Johan Gustafson, I almost said Derek Gustafson, he was a <laughs> wild goalie in in the Houston Aeros, way back in the day, Derek Gustafson. <laughs> yeah, I go all the way back to the beginning, guys. All the way back to the beginning. Uh, pretty much year in, year out, I follow this team like white on rice. So, yes, uh, Derek Gustafson is the backup behind uh, Nicholas Backstrom. Oh, goody. Mm. You remember when Backstrom was like a can't-miss, like star goalie? Seems like last year. Oh, wait, it was. So, yes, the Anaheim Ducks. Um... <laughs> Josh Harding faced 31 shots, stopped 29 of them. Elite again, but unfortunately, Mild could not get anything really going. Anaheim is just an overhaul stud team. They can score when they need to, and they can really put the clamps on when they need to as well. Jonas Hiller only facing 24 shots, stopped, or only one got past him. Uh, that was really disappointing. Luckily, I mean, yeah, it was Jason Pominville who was able to get one past. Really the elite, really you could say these are, well, um, aside of Zach Parisi, the three best players on the team, Pominville on the power play from Suter and Koivu. Koivu has been racking up the assists big time for uh, the wild scoring has has really not been so great at all, to be honest, of late. We've been getting one or two goals pretty much every night lately, but Mika Koivu factoring in just about all of them, along with Ryan Suter, those two Really, really been a huge part of things of late. Pompanoville scoring again, a very nice one. It's fifteenth of the year, but not before Alex Grant and Corey Perry scored in the second period, about ten minutes apart. A very, very grinded out game. Not the kind of I don't know. It's just not the kind of not the kind of game you'd call exciting. Um, it's just this has really been a trend of late, where it seems like the first period nobody scores, nobody scores in the first period. And then something happens in the second, and then you hope it's us and not them. Unfortunately, it was them, and um, wild have a really hard time catching up to teams when they're down by two goals on the road. In fact, it's virtually impossible. The wild are incredible at home right now. In fact, we have more wins at home than anybody in the Western Conference, which is, well, that must that's pretty damn good, but on the road, we've been well below 500, and that is uh, quite a shame, and this Anaheim game was no difference. Nice to see Jason Cumminsville score though. <laughs> as always, uh, I did pick a loss in that one, and of course, after that gut- gutted out game, where the Wild did play to obviously to the end. Obviously, you know they were in the one in that game all the way to the end, and then they have to go to San Jose the next night, Thursday, December the twelfth. Unfortunately, it was exactly what I predicted: a a loss, <laughs> a three to one loss. In fact, that's about where I was headed towards in that one. I think I said three to two, but might as well have just been three to one, and that's basically. Been the case. It seems like when the wild lose, they uh, when the wild lose, they score one goal. <laughs> it's like they're not really in it all that much uh, on the offensive side. Nicholas Baxham actually, this he was he was in this game and he wasn't that good, actually. No, and Niemi was stopping the wild again and again. My God, anti Niemi was putting the clamps there. Was really slamming the door on the wild time and time again, especially in that third period. And my frustration was off the charts. Antti Niemi is underrated, I'll admit. There was a time I thought he was overrated. Now he's underrated a little bit, but he's still, he's not that great. Nicholas Backstrom, yeah, he faced a lot of shots, but it seemed like the goals he gave up were not really, uh, you know, not all that, not all that impressive. Very familiar names, though. Joe Bovowski getting two goals in this game. And Thomas Hurdle, oh, Mister Five Goals, Mister, we got to show up our opponent <laughs> on that goal. Uh, whatever. Well, he scored his fifteenth, F- three power play goals by the San Jose Sharks. Took advantage of the Wild's situation there in the Wild. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess the penalty kill just was uh <laughs> penalty kill was certainly not on their A game in this one. There's no doubt about that. Oh, oh. Pretty much every goal in this one reeked of like you know couldn't couldn't Backstrom have stopped it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously you can't win them all, but man, when Backstrom's in the net and and versus when Harding's in the net, you really do see a difference. Yeah, Harding covers more ground, plain and simple. He has more range. There's no doubt about it. That that's basically that's basically the story of the goalies right now. Backstrom does not have the range, Josh Harding does, and well, there it is, that's that's the result right there, a 3-1 to one loss, and of course the offense was no, uh, was no answer, and as I mentioned, Niemi really, really shut the door on the wild, Jonas Brodeen, luckily was able to get one by, um, well obviously the pairing was good with that one, Justin Fontaine, who's pretty much been a mainstay on the third and or fourth lines, was able to factor in on this one, Wild just luckily were able to get one past anti-Niemi. We felt good about it. Like hopefully something's going to happen but basically the rest of the way it was just a uh, a shutdown by Niemi. The Wild really didn't muster many shots until that third period as well. That's where a huge frustration did come in. All the Sharks had to do was put the clams down after they pretty much peppered Bagstrom the first two periods. So that's pretty much the story of this one. Let's just move on. I'm sick of California. Sick of the wild going to California, and hopefully that can come to a change at some point in time. But, as I predicted, it did not this time around. But, here we go. This was a very fun game against the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> Saturday, December the 14th, only, well, 1-1. The second goal is not really a real goal. It's a shootout goal. But uh, it was a very, very fun night In the sh- once it got to the shootout. A well, what a shock. A scoreless third period or first period. Imagine that. And halfway through the second, Matt Talbot with his third goal of the year. Score uh, assisted by Corey Sardish and John Mitchell. Well, there you go. (laughs) Pretty much the third or fourth line there for the Colorado Avalanche. And um It's like, are we ever going to score on these guys? Oh, my God, I really want to beat this guy. After Vlarmov was, after Vlarmov did that little hot dog move, after he stopped the Wild in the shootout a week before, I was pissed off, very pissed off. You know, the Wild were able to tie that thing up, and we were all excited, oh, my God, maybe the Wild will come back and win this thing. But no, they just stunk in the shootout. They didn't get anything past Vlarmov, and he had to do his little hot dog move. Whatever. But luckily, this time around, <laughs> Nito Ryder with probably his best goal of the year. In fact, it pretty much was. Oh my! Assisted by Ryan Suter and Jason Pominville. Only, or yeah, less than four minutes. Less than four minutes left in the game. No, oh, Nito Nieder, Niederreiter is able to get one past Vlarmov oh, forcing overtime. And as usual, overtime is basically a um, let's just let's just let's just not make mistakes. Type of period. That's pretty much what it always is, and that's unfortunate. But when I saw Matt Deshane score the goal in that shootout, it's like ah, here we go again. But I, I mean, the whole time I just kept getting this feeling. I just kept getting this feeling, like you know, somehow, some way, I think the Wild are gonna. I think things are gonna go our way this time around. Because why would it go the same exact way with all the same people again? Just a week of just a just from, like, you know, a weak difference, I gotta think, somehow, someway, the Wild come out of this thing, and they did, because Jack Parisi and Koivu both scored. Oh, my God, on their goals. Parisi with, <laughs> Parise with a very nice move in this one, started slow, went strong, and got, and put, put it past Vlarmov. It, it hit the post, but went in. That's what counts. <laughs> it hit the inside of the post, basically. And Miku Koivu, with his patented slow backhand shot, that but slow but strong backhand shot, it continues to work. Eventually, was going to have to do something about maybe altering it, because i got to think one of these times around. <laughs> I mean, eventually it's not going to be effective. And But, of course, sometimes it isn't. But Varmov wasn't able to stop it. Oh, and when Josh Harding was able to get the glove on Ryan O'Reilly's shot, which he couldn't do last time around, Oh my God! Just the relief, like Oh my God, we did it! And I was right. Oh my God, I was right. The Wild were able to get revenge on these hated Colorado Avalanche. Mark Carlson talking about it here, <laughs> saying, "Holy cow, it's a shootout in Colorado tonight." <laughs> and Then he said, "Simply said, victory." Oh my God! I mean, yeah, like I was saying, I just couldn't believe how, or I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't. What am I trying to say? I, I was, I was basically saying I had a feeling. That way, we're going to somehow get by this this time around. And the other key here was Harding. When he stopped that shot, he just simply started high-fiving his teammates and was calm about it, calm and collected. He wasn't, you know, showing off, doing little moves and, like, you know, baseballing, golf-balling the puck away, like picking it up and smacking it like he's some kind of hot shot. No, he didn't do that at all. So, Vlarmov really kind of got on my nerves with that. But, eh, you know, I, I I know it's like, whatever. I shouldn't let that get to me too much. But, hey, it's nice to see that. Uh, it was it was interesting. I just thought it was interesting to see how much different Harding was about it than the other dude, Mr. Vlarmov. Uh, Carlson saying, we needed to set Colorado straight and make a statement. This Wild team is a contender, and the Avalanche are just the latest victims. Yeah, um, yeah it's one of those situations where, yes, if the Wild... I mean, the Wild are contenders, yes. But to be serious contenders you have to yeah, you have to win games like this. Um when the Wild lost both of them last week, the home and home, I was furious. So thankfully here we go. Here's one at least. And that that's really I'm I'm glad the Wild I'm glad we were able to pull this one out. And uh that's basically all there is to it. Sometimes it little sometimes there's lady luck and sometimes it's just you know Things take a turn. Uh, neater neater Riders <laughs> goal was very nice, though. I, gotta, I got to admit that was probably the goal of the week. I was very happy about that one. And you absolutely have to win games like this. If you know, you have to finish ahead of Colorado. You're so close like this. You don't want to lose all these games. And luckily, again, against <laughs> against Vancouver, the Wild were able to do it again. That was a very very nice thing as as well. <laughs> Monday night, yes sir, just a couple nights ago, or Tuesday night, excuse me, Tuesday, that was just, (laughs) what is going on here, yes, (laughs) I am really mixed up, it was Tuesday, yes, yes, today is Thursday, I I said today was Wednesday, didn't I, yeah, I'm crazy, Thursday, December the 19th, I do apologize, yes, I do apologize indeed, I'm going nuts, Um, this was Tuesday. And the Wild did snap the Canucks' seven-game win streak. A lot of people were like, hey, the Canucks are coming now. They're coming They're coming around. They're turning things around. And they basically had the same record as the Wild, in fact, slightly ahead of them, which really pissed me off seeing how, for the longest time, Vancouver was well behind the Wild. And it's like, okay, good, good. We're going to be just fine. It's like, no, no. Vancouver's on a hot streak, and they tend to do this every stinking year. So that was frustrating. <laughs> oh, Zach Parisi was able to score in this game along with Charlie Coyle. Pretty much the first line and the elite defensemens of Ryan Suter and Jonas Redin all factored in the offense this time around. That was absolutely terrific, without a doubt. <laughs> oh, Zach Parisi though. Um, well, first and foremost, this time around, there was scoring in the first period. That was the good part. Finally some scoring in the first period. It's like Yay. But unfortunately, Vancouver scored first. Yannick Hansen, with his sixth goal of the year, he, of course, he is paired with Daniel Sedin and Hendrik Sedin, the Sedin sisters, as everybody likes to call them. Oh, it's like, boy, Wild have got to win this game. We really don't want to see Vancouver keep their streak going and the Wild fall behind them. You cannot afford to fall behind because in hockey, it is really, really hard to catch up without getting <laughs> extremely hot. And I mean, the wild have had some some hot streaks, but they tend to be fairly short, unfortunately. So that's where the fear came in with myself. But luckily, <laughs> luckily Zach Parisi was able to net his 15th goal of the year. Excuse me. And it was definitely something to see. Kovu <laughs> putting it on net and Parisi finishing it. That's basically all there was to it. With that one, it was a, like a thank God moment there. But... <laughs> Unfortunately, David Booth later was able to score midway through the second period, which had a lot of us worried. The Wild seemingly just couldn't get past Luongo. <laughs> had, a, had us uh, very worried indeed. Just like Luongo is one of those type of guys. He'll make the big save, and then all of a sudden, for some strange reason, one will just go right through him. And Charlie Quayle was able to bury one right between the legs of Luongo. To tie things up with about 8 minutes left. Oh my. I was like, whew, well, we just might pull this thing off after all. Because it seemed like, it seemed like this thing was just going to fall apart. I mean, the Wild luckily have been clutch late in games lately to tie them up. Not against Anaheim or, (laughs) or, or the Sharks, but against Colorado more than once. And of course against Vancouver now. We've had a few like this. Luckily, though, another shootout victory for the Wild down the stretch. A another just like let's get out of here without losing the without losing it in the overtime. I don't know why teams approach it this way, but I guess it's just that's just how it goes. Nobody could score pretty much forever. Parisi couldn't score. Sartorelli couldn't score. Koivu couldn't score. In fact, he missed the net. Uh, Sartorelli missed the net as well. But then Pominville was able to bury it. Oh, thank goodness. Pominville able to bury it past Luongo. Ryan Kessler's stop, or excuse me, shot, missed the net, and <laughs> Josh Harding won. Unfortunately, it will be his last game for a, for a little while here. And, uh, well, the Wild were able to even up the best week. Thank God for that. Huge win for the Wild. Bigger, Even bigger than the Colorado game, you could say, because of course, yes, they slowed down a red-hot team. But as mentioned, unfortunately, they did give up a point to Vancouver, which does mean something, actually. You know, it it does it does mean something in this Western Conference. You need to get two points without without giving up a point in the biggest way. You need to get that done. The Wild are tied with Colorado with 45 points. So that's see there it is. There's a point difference right there. Vancouver has 46 points. So there there you go. That's basically what it is. The Wild right now would be the eighth seed. In the Western Conference, of course, as I mentioned, tied with Colorado, where just a few points. With the, the Wild would have would be would have home ice, you know, forty eight points by St. Louis. They're the fourth seed in the West right now, so there it is, just three points. So that's where things stand. The Wild really hoping for a solid week coming up. <laughs> that's definitely the big hope here. So let's get to the Mike Madonna Award. Yes, let's get to the Mike Madonna Award. I'd um. I, I think i got to give it to Koivu, because he was pretty much a part of every goal here. I mean, without a doubt. Charlie Coyle, though, I, I mentioned something about him on the last show, where I was like, I need to see more. Yeah, he doesn't score that much yet, but boy, there's he's one of those kind of guys, you can't take the puck away from him, and that, that is a really good sign, and he's so good in traffic, so that's where I do believe you know and, and that's something that has not been common at all with this team the wilds seem to usually lose the you know a lot of players traditionally with this team we've they tend to lose the puck in traffic we've never really had too many guys too good in traffic um, and all that good stuff the competitiveness that he does bring it's uh very cool always able to stick with the puck he can't really lo- he can't really take it away from him so that is a huge. A uh, sign of encouragement with a guy like that. And, of course, now we have two players on the wild that can crash the net and clearly have talent. And that's Nino Ryder and Charlie Coyle. Chuck Fletcher, big thumbs up for that. Um, Well, let's... I Yeah, we have to pass out the James Shepard Mario. It's going to go to Backstrom again, I guess. Another game where... Well, he got peppered. Let's give him credit a little bit. He did stop a lot of shots from San Jose. It could have been 5-1, to one, right? But the goals he let by... To me, just, ah, you know, he wasn't terrible, but he certainly wasn't wasn't that great either. It, it was frustrating. He just, you know, there's just such a difference between him and Harding. and Well, it's unfortunate now, this upcoming week, it's going to really um, possibly alter the way we have to look at things in the next couple of games here. We're going to have three games to preview in the next segment, just so you know. So, boy, um, I don't know where to go with this. You can't call up Darcy Kempfer. You talk about sieves. It's Civ City with him, so it's going to have to be Backstrom and hope for the best with Gustavson. I hope I didn't call him Derek. It's Johan Gustavson. Going to have to hope for the best with those two guys. They're going to have to hold down the fort at least for the next three games that are going to be previewed in the next segment. We'll be back right after this. you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going round Here on Brave the Wild, episode number 72, which is a reminder for those of you on your MP3 players, your your phones, your iPhones, your Android phones, Android devices, iPods, all that good stuff. For Apple devices, simply find us on iTunes, Brave the Wild, yes sir, and on Android devices Download the Double Twist application and search for us in there in the podcast section. Look for the podcast section first, obviously, and then search. And you will find Brave the Wild that way. There you go. For Windows and BlackBerry devices, simply search in the stores on those for Brave the Wild. And you will find us. Rock and roll. So you can listen to us on the go. Listen to Brave the Wild on the go. Isn't that terrific? Yes, sir. It should be terrific. So let's preview this, this week, this upcoming week, Thursday, December the 19th. We have three games to preview, all road games. The Wild head to the road, yes sir, no Josh Harding, at least for three games. Versus, well, I mean, yeah, per the IR rules. <sighs> Pittsburgh Penguins, huh? Well, the Wild head to Pittsburgh, yes sir. Um, well, we've had decent success against these guys. Obviously, this is Sid the Kid and all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you never know when he's healthy or injured. That's one of the tough parts. Um, Boy. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. I'm Especially with Harding being out. It's like you want to pick a victory, but well, they're in first place. Pittsburgh Penguins are in first place. They're 25-10-1. They are first place in the coolest division name ever, the Metropolitan. Yes, sir. Mark andre Fleury having a solid season for the Penguins. Very good numbers. Under two goals a game. That stinks. That's scary for me. Sid the Kid has been healthy. Malkin has been healthy as well. That's also bad news for the Wild. Chris Knutz, who had a huge breakout year last year, picking it up again this year. Ah, oh, man. Scary. Pascal Dupuis, now a very, very much a veteran. I believe he's about 34-35 30, already. He's got 17 points in 35 games. Still playing about to the, to the level he is. A second or third-line winger. I would consider him a second-liner, personally. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, Knitz. Oh, my God. Oof, boy, they are just tearing up the tearing up the league like always. Uh, Chris Knitz, yeah, like he's one of those guys. He really emerged last year. Kind of a third-liner type of guy. A Kind of a grinder, almost like a Mitchell type who just blew up. Or even like a Dupuis type, we'll say just blew up and became a really big time player, An 80 point type of guy but Crosby and Malkin being healthy, that's when you know the Pittsburgh Penguins are deadly, so I will go with a loss for the Minnesota Wild in this one Penguins are playing extremely well and of course Nicholas Backstrom in the net, that is a really bad combination right now, I don't trust Backstrom against this firing squad of Pittsburgh, I mean 47 points for Crosby 19 goals, Malkin has got 32 assists Forty-one points at thirty-two games, just dominant. No way. Uh, the Wild have matched up well with this team in the past. Um, if you get physical with the Penguins, you got a chance, and that—that's the—that's where things could get interesting. With Matt Cook, who is a former Penguin, of course, very recently, uh, most recently, you got Kanopka, who I got to think is gonna. There's no way he gets uh, scratched. Maybe Mike Rupp is out there as well. Um, I like the physical presence of Nito Nito Ryder and Charlie Coyle along with uh, Eric Halla. Well, he's not too physical. He's just smart and savvy for for such a young guy. Obviously a 7th round pick who's really worked out. I've mentioned that already. But that's the hope. That's the hope the Wild have. But overall, I'm going to go with the loss in this one. Just because. I mean, it's... (laughs) I mean, you thought the Sharks were were tough on Backstrom. I think the Penguins are going to be extremely tough on Backstrom. So... We'll go with a four to two loss for the Minnesota Wild in this one. I almost should say four to one, but I mean, yeah, that's about. i I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with four to two. I think the Wild find a way to score in this one. seem to seem to always do well against the Eastern Conference teams. That's the other thing you got to know. Some of the uh, the power how the powers of the East, their records a little bit, you know, bloated because the well the talent level in the East not quite as good as in the West. So the competition a little stiffer. Over here, so I gotta mention that, but again, going with the loss, wild head to New York, yes, sir. The former Vancouver coach, now coaching the New York Rangers, Tortorella was coaching the Vancouver Canucks last uh, yeah, just like two, two, uh, two nights ago. So the wild head to New York, where the Rangers are not good, they are 16 17 and two, not doing so well, <laughs> not certainly. Not doing as well as when they had Tortorella. Seemed like the Rangers were playing awfully strong when he was in uh, when he was in charge. Love him, hate him. Hey, love him or hate him, he was certainly was getting the job done for them. Oh boy, uh, Lundquist certainly certainly stepped down herself so from where he's been in the past. He's almost got up to three goals a game. Save percentages just barely above ninety. No one really offensively is playing all that great. Brad Richards leading them in scoring, but nothing spectacular. Uh, Rick Nash has been oft injured only 17 games this year so far and 12 points. Benoit Poulias on the <laughs> New York Rangers and performing about like a fourth liner should. That's about what Ben Wapuli is, a fourth liner. and He probably is a fourth liner there. <laughs> only 7 points in 32 games. Whatever. Um, there's talent on this team, and Lundquist is so good, but I don't think that coach really matches well with this team. I I, I don't know. Tortorella maybe didn't match. it. I don't think the new coach does either. Boy. Got to think the Wild can pull this one off. Backstrom or not. Gustafson or not. Because Gustafson wasn't performing all that well in Iowa. His numbers weren't much better than Darcy Comfort. Slightly better. So that's where I'm a little bit scared. But you never know. Maybe he... Maybe he will have a little bit more toughness in the NHL. Sometimes guys play better in the NHL for whatever reason. Like maybe they're mentally more focused because they're like, "Woo, this is the NHL. I got to really, really focus." Even though the minors, you think they'd want to focus the crap out of it so they could get called up. But I digress. Uh, I do think the Wild do get a victory in this one. I will go with a three to one win for the Wild in this one. Solid, solid win. Hopefully, they don't have to go to the shootout this time around. I think the Wild can take care of business against New York. I might even go with a four to two or here, but I'll stick with three to one because it's just uh, I don't think the Wild. Uh, it's really tough to pick the Wild scoring four goals, but they're gonna get it one of these. They're gonna get it against one of these teams for whatever reason because someone's gonna have a bad game uh, on the other end. Uh, but the Wild will defeat the New York Rangers. So there you go. There's some positivity for us, without a doubt. So now. Pardon me for the noise here. We will preview the last game around as we now head to Philadelphia. Monday, December the 23rd. The last game before Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes. (laughs) Another Metropolitan team, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, sir. The Philadelphia Flyers. It's like, who? Yeah. Them. Well, actually, they're not in the Metropolitan Division. I'm so oh yeah, they are. I'm so confused; it's driving me nuts. They are five hundred on the year, 15, 15 and four. They've improved slightly since the last time the Wild played them, and the Wild played very well against the Philadelphia Flyers last time around. Felt really good. Nice little, nice little victory for the Wild. Uh, another team that scores and f- uh, uh, scores rarely. In fact, their scoring is even lower than New York's. Like I mentioned last time around, Harding got a shutout. (laughs) Ray Emery is in net for this club. Well, he's one of them. Steve Mason also in net. Ray Emery is definitely not a guy right now that you'd want to see playing. (laughs) You'd want to see in the net. His numbers are terrible. Steve Mason, significantly better. Significantly better. Um... So i, I got to think he'll be in net. If, if Ray Emery's in net, I have, would hope the Wild pull it out. <laughs> I think the Wild win this one as well, though. I like I like our chances going into Philadelphia. Can you imagine? We're actually going to go 2-1 on the road. It, I think the possibility does exist, even with Nicholas Backstrom in net. If Josh Harding is going to sit out, it's like, wow, this is a good time. I mean, you wish it was after the Pittsburgh game, like maybe we'll somehow pull off some type of victory, but yeah, there's no way we're going to win Pittsburgh with Backstrom or Gustafson. And if they do, wow, more power to them. But Backstrom's going to get the Mike Madonna Award for that one. <laughs> or Gustafson, if he's the one that's in that. But yeah, I mean, New York and Philadelphia, very, very winnable games. And I think the Wild come out 2-1 and one in this three-game trip. Uh, obviously, the road trip won't be over yet because they had to Winnipeg a couple of days later. That'll be A very interesting game. That could go either way, but uh, that one will not be predicted because it's after Christmas. That will be predicted on the next show, without a doubt. The next episode, number 73, will be predicting the Winnipeg Jets, New York Islanders, and St. Louis Blues. Hopefully a 2-1 record there. Hopefully 3-0 would be even better, but I can see one win for sure there against the New York Islanders. (laughs) Leave that alone. So yes, I am coming back with a 2-1 record on the road. Hopefully improve that road record and what better way to do it is to head east against uh, some 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 teams that are not playing well in New York and Philly. That would be terrific. Would be terrific. Improve that home that road record ever so slightly, and that is what I see the Wild doing. A I can't pick another shutout. Uh, <laughs> I'll say two two to one low scoring game, but the Wild pull it out. Yes, low scoring game. But the Wild hang on and get the job done. I mean, I, I, I never pick shutouts because it's just, you can't. So I'm not going to. Let's wrap the show up here and check in on the Iowa Wild. Well, Eric Holla and Brett Ballmer have both been called up to the Minnesota Wild. Haven't really, I mean, there's not really much to say about Balmer right now. He's not really seen all that much action. So I'm just going to leave that alone. Other than that. In Houston or Houston, in, in Iowa, no one's really standing out right now. <laughs> Jonathan Blum, a career minor leaguer, is probably and and Brian Donnelly are the two most viable players. They're both defensemen and they're both uh, career minor leaguers. Seems like Jason Zucker's production continues to drop slowly but surely. Zach Phillips hasn't been doing all that much, and. Uh, outside of that, I mean, Stephen camphors pretty quiet, I've always liked him, the guy we got from Boston, but unfortunately his number's not looking all so hot right now, so <laughs> the hopes and the hopes of these guys becoming more productive, not quite there yet, we're not seeing anybody break through just yet, and the Iowa Wild not playing all so well either, so they, they, they need a little more production on the offensive side of the puck here, uh, that's part of the thing, I mean, you, you would have thunk a Jason Zucker or a Zach Phillips would emerge a bit more than they have at this point. So my my frustration there is evident. So with that, I'm going to mention there is a call-in line for the show. Hey, maybe a Sebastian Balls, somebody out there. Now that he's in Seattle, hey, you know, keep up with the wild, with Brave the Wild. Call into the show sometime would be terrific. Mark Carlson, don't be afraid to call in and talk some hockey. Anybody out there, call in, call in. Somebody new, hey, that would be really cool. 209. 736-7877 is a way to get on here. Mention which show you're calling in for, which is Brave the Wild, which is, of course, available on thesportstuff.com and on those mobile things like iTunes, Double Twist, and all that. Uh, also, please do give us a rating on iTunes if you could. It would be really appreciated. Only makes the show look better. Those out there that, that can, uh, please do, that like the show and want to help, please do that. It would be so appreciated. Also, um, uh, yes, there we go. I almost forgot. The Twitter account. That's what I was trying to get to. At Brave the Wild. All one word. At Brave the Wild. Give that a follow. Would be appreciated. And as mentioned, like the Facebook page. Don't be afraid to get on there and comment. The more, the merrier. We'd like a little more van interaction on this show. It would be nice. It, it would be nice. I know you're out there, doggone it. <laughs> Hockey's such a fun sport to follow and talk about. Without a doubt. So... Wishing all of you a, well, yeah, the next show will be after Christmas, I guess, so I'm going to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, and those of you out there as well, happy holidays as well, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy all that good stuff, but also, of course, yes, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year to all of you, (laughs) though, Happy New Year won't happen until the next show, so... Yeah, a little time off of work is going to come up. That'll be great, considering I've been working a lot of overtime. Again, even after the long cleanups are over, then the overtime kicks in at the regular job. Wonderful. So let's just work overtime forever. (laughs) But at least maybe I can get some bills paid. That'd be nice, too. So, yes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back very soon. Hopefully a nice positive 2-1 record. I'm sure Neil would have picked the Wild to go 3-0. Let's get Mr. Positivity back on here. <laughs> but boy, my predictions have been awesome. Hopefully that continues. Maybe maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, maybe the Wild proved me wrong with that one. That would be freaking great. So do take care. Do stay warm. It was warm today, but it'll be cold again. And we'll be back to talk hockey in a week.